0: All righty, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today. It's Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you, uh, just like you have me every Monday and Friday from two to three o'clock. Listen, if you want to interact with the show today, and this is going to be a very—I'm going to make up a word—interactable show today. um, You can tweet at me at Mike Guido forty nine. You can, you know uh, comment in the comment section on Twitch, uh, interact with the show, ask questions, uh, you know, tell me I'm an idiot, all of those, uh, different things. You should be able to do that. Um, so interact with the show today, uh, but it's great to have you in. We have plenty of stuff to cover today. We have Kansas city and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, which is the exact opposite of what I predicted. It's the exact opposite of what I wanted. We'll discuss everything that happened over the past, uh, Uh, day or so. Uh, But first, I do want to remind you that Guido's Griniron Iron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. Go to our website. LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It'll be right there. You'll see it. Uh, Then you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So that's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Uh, You sign up and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, so, uh, we have a lot to touch on today. We'll touch on the Buffalo Bills future in about a half an hour. Uh, we'll touch on Deshaun Watson in about 45 minutes. Uh, we have a pretty jam-packed show today as you would imagine after a weekend like we just had uh like i said before the tampa bay buccaneers and the kansas city chiefs are going to the super bowl uh tampa bay beating green bay in uh at lambeau field 31 26 uh and then the chiefs beating buffalo at arrowhead 38 to 24 last night in the afc championship game uh so the result of that is tampa bay and kansas city in the super bowl uh, Kansas City right now sits at three and a half point favorites in the Super Bowl right now over Tampa Bay. It is in Tampa. It is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. It's the first time in NFL history that a team has played a Super Bowl in their home stadium. It's the only time that has ever happened in NFL history. Uh, and of course, it is Tom Brady that gets that opportunity, uh, which is exactly where I want to lead the show today. Um. So every single year, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that can relate to this because I'm sure people do this all the time. Uh, my fiance and I are going to host a Super Bowl party on Super Bowl weekend, just like I'm sure many others will. Um, we do it every single year. We invite a couple of friends over. You know, we're gonna try and be as safe as we possibly can. <laughs> Obviously, this year's being a little different. Um but we are gonna host a Super Bowl party this year on Super Bowl Sunday. We're gonna have food, we're gonna have dessert. Uh, there's obviously the game's gonna be on the TV, there's gonna be a lot of games being played. Uh, you know, it's gonna it should be a fun time. A lot of friends over, all that good stuff. Um, here's the thing. And this is going to be, this is gonna sound very like wait a minute, what? I am not going to watch the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to watch it. I have no interest in it. Um, I, Like I said, I'll go to the party. I will hang out with my buddies. I'll have a big old smile on my face. I'll have a good time. I'll eat the food. Uh, and listen, I'm sure I'll, you know, the game's going to be on the TV. I'm sure I'm going to glance over at the TV every once in a while when, when the TV makes a loud noise and everything like that. But I am not going to heavily invest my time or my attention into the Super Bowl this year. I have zero interest in it. Okay, here's why. Um you know, I I think that the events that happened yesterday I think a lot of us can relate to. Um yesterday we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. It was Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. It was an exceptional game. Uh, Tampa Bay got out to an early lead. Green Bay comes back a little bit late and it's just a little too late, you know, too little, too late for green Bay at the end of the game, uh, to come back. There's, there was, you know, I, I think the pass interference call at the end of the game was, was bogus because not that it wasn't pass interference, but because they haven't been calling it all night. Um, I thought that was bogus. You can argue whether or not, uh, the, the, the coaching decision to kick the field goal, uh on fourth down from Matt Lafleur, you can you can argue that all day. I understood the thinking. I might not have agreed with it, but I understood the thinking of why they kicked the field goal. Um, You know, we could argue that all day. The point of this is, um, I don't see the story. I don't see what's exciting about this Super Bowl. You know, I tweeted out yesterday. I said, you know, like does does this likely Super Bowl matchup. It was in the middle of the Chiefs-Bills game, and the Chiefs were going to end up winning that game, barring some miracle. But that likely Super Bowl matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs, does that bring anybody joy? Like, outside of Kansas City, outside of Tampa Bay, outside of some maybe some straggling uh, New England fans, right, that love Tom Brady, does it bring really anybody joy? And I don't really think so. I'm sure there's a handful out there that are really excited to see the matchup and I'm sure that Tampa Bay versus Kansas City is going to be an exciting football game. I'm sure it could be a very good football game. It really could be. You know, these are two very high-powered offenses and you know, these defenses are good, Tampa Bay's defense is better. These are two good coaches that have been in the league for a long time. These two really good quarterbacks like look, <laughs> if you just look at from if you just look at it from a football perspective, it could be a really good game and all power to you for watching it. I I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't watch it. I'm not trying to tell you that um I'm not trying to tell you why you shouldn't watch it. I'm trying to tell you why I am not. And this is really the big thing. Um the rich just got richer yesterday. I believe that football lost because I told you last Monday, or I'm sorry, Friday, that Buffalo's media market is in the 50s. It's a miserable place to play. The fan base is great, and I'm pretty sure it's a good organization. But who wants to go to upstate New York, where you get all the New York weather with more snow in a not incredibly attractive city? I mean, who the hell wants to go play in Buffalo? There was them, and then there was the Green Bay Packers, which is the smallest media market in America. 139th in America today is Green Bay, Wisconsin. The team that doesn't even have an owner, they got squashed by the bug yesterday. Let me tell you what this Super Bowl says to me about the two teams that are in it. It is a quarterback who has been to a ton of these things versus a quarterback who will go to a ton of these things. To me, that doesn't interest me. It's same old, same old. It's Goliath versus Goliath. I have no interest in watching the two megastars that are going to stomp on everybody for the next 20 years and for 20 years prior to this. I have no interest in watching it because quite frankly, what's the difference? What What is the story here? What is to be achieved? Okay, the, the thing that, Interests me the most about this Super Bowl, and it doesn't interest me all that much at all, actually, is if Patrick Mahomes can win a second Super Bowl. That is the thing. And there are going to be plenty of people that say, Oh, Guido, you're missing the point. This is going to be great. It's Mahomes versus Brady. This is going to be amazing. I, I don't really care, right? It's the old versus the new. If you remember when I did my Super Bowl matchup rankings, I ranked this one last because I I think that people are tired of it. Okay, think about it in Tom Brady's case. What does Tom Brady have left to accomplish? Okay, Tom Brady in his career, this is his resume, by the way. Okay, he's the greatest football player to ever step onto a field. 14-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, six-time Super Bowl champion, three-time MVP. He was an offensive player of the year. He was a comeback player of the year. Okay, he was, he's already been on the Hall of Fame 2000s team. He has more Super Bowl appearances than anybody else in the league, and it's not even close. He has more Super Bowl appearances than every other player to ever play at any single position. This is his 10th Super Bowl appearance. And if he wins it, it'll be his 7th Super Bowl victory. The next closest guy is four. That's Terry Bradshaw. That's Joe Montana. He's already surpassed the greatest to ever play. He's already surpassed everybody. There is nothing else to be achieved for Tom Brady. This is just surplus. This is just the rich getting richer. It is just Tom Brady surpassing these guys even more, regardless of whether he wins it or not. And I know that there are going to be people that say, well, Guido, look, I mean, it could, it, it could prove the point about the Brady Belichick divorce. It really doesn't. I think people's minds are already made up on that. I don't think that there's a single person whose mind will change regardless of this outcome. Reason being is let's say, for example, that you believed that Bill Belichick was the reason for the dynasty in New England. Well, you're still going to believe that because the reality is, is that Tom Brady's roster was the best in the NFL this year. He had unbelievable wide receivers, a great offensive line, literal a top five defense literally did not have a single hole on this roster, not a single hole. And you're going to say that that's the reason why Tom Brady is as successful as he is this year, without a doubt, right? Without a doubt. And the reality is for Bill Belichick this year was he had a quarterback that threw six touchdowns and 11 interceptions this year, and the Patriots still went seven and nine. So you're going to say, hey, look, let's back up a little bit about that. But let's say you're on the other side. Let's say Brady is the reason for the dynasty. Here's what you're going to say. that 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 point was proven already. Once Brady made the playoffs and Belichick didn't make the playoffs, you were sold. Oh, see, Brady did it. Belichick can't win without Brady. Your mind was made up on that already. Also, no decisions are going to be made on legacy in this game either. No decisions on legacy are going to be made. But here's the other thing I do want to point out as well. And I think that the majority of us can relate to this. You saw Patrick Mahomes yesterday, and you saw how beloved he was by Kansas City, right? Arrowhead had fans in the stands, which is is an amazing thing in its own right. But Kansas City had uh, uh, fans in the stands, And when everybody knew that game was over, Patrick Mahomes walking to the crowd with his arms out, just like, we did it again. And you can thank me for it. (laughs) I'm sure Patrick Mahomes wasn't thinking that, but I'm sure it was all a pride thing. I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes whatsoever, but it was very, (laughs) we did it again, baby. We did it, and the crowd's going wild. And yeah, Patrick, we love you. And on top of that, Patrick's thinking, man, I'm going to make five hundred million dollars over the next twelve years with this great organization and these weapons and this coaching staff. And this is a his wife is beautiful and everything. Patrick Mahomes' life is perfect, or at least it is on the surface. That's what you see, right? And I'm sure everybody's got their issues, but (laughs) boy, does it seem like Patrick Mahomes his life is, is pretty amazing. And then on the other side, Tom Brady throws three interceptions on three straight possessions in the second half. None of them result in scores. That is luck whether I've ever seen it, regardless of whether I, you can't take away from Brady for, for that, right? Whether it's the defense's Uh, doing whether he got bailed out by his defense whether Aaron Rodgers just couldn't pull through it doesn't matter the reason it doesn't matter the point is is that Tom Brady got away with the mistakes Tom Brady didn't overcome anything hey listen look if throwing three interceptions on three straight possessions is quote-unquote finding ways to win the game then guess what we'd all be winners We're all not, we're all not that fortunate. Tom Brady wins the lottery every single day. The rest of us, right? The rest of us waste money on lottery tickets, trying to get it once. And we most likely won't. See, this is the crazy thing. I said this earlier today, just to a buddy of mine. I said, it's so much easier to appreciate greatness when you are great, when you have things that are accomplished, right? When you have things like that, okay, all these talk show hosts like Cowherd and Dan Patrick and people like that, like all these TV guys that are, uh, that are working for these big, mu- uh, networks and they're making tons of money. And listen, I hope to be one of them one day. I really do, but they're all saying, <laughs> oh man. Tom Brady, that guy, he is the goat. He did everything he could. My goodness, what a game. That was a incru- They appreciate greatness because it's easier to see it. I remember when I when I talked to you on Friday, I said, "Listen, the reason that you should be rooting for pa- for the Packers and the Bills is because you should root for great moments. You should root for great stories, not really great players." Not really great players, but great stories, great moments. And it's a lot easier to root for the Bradys, for the Mahomes when you can relate to them. Most of us, most of our, myself included, people listening to this show, we are the Buffaloes. We're the Green Bays. So, We are not as fortunate. We bust our ass every single day. And sometimes it doesn't come to fruition. We bust it. We bust it. We do everything right. We do everything our boss tells us. We do everything like that. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. That's our reality. Sometimes it does. And maybe eventually it will. But it hasn't yet for a lot of us. But boy, doesn't it seem like when you watch Tom Brady yesterday, God, the guy can throw three interst- three interceptions on three straight possessions. He didn't do everything that was asked of him. In fact, he did the exact opposite. Don't turn the ball over, Tom. And we got this thing in the bag. He almost lost it. And it just didn't seem to matter. The good fortune just kept coming his way. So, in my eyes, the majority of football fans aren't that fortunate that's why I say football lost. That's why I say football fans lost yesterday. And that's why I'm not watching the Super Bowl because I don't have an interest in watching two immensely overwhelmingly successful people as far as Tom Brady, who's been doing this for 20 years, his 10th Super Bowl appearance, possibly his seventh Super Bowl victory, him against a guy who is Already in sec in two straight years, has gone to the Super Bowl. Has already achieved more success than Aaron Rodgers has in his entire career, and a guy who will eventually go to a ton of these Super Bowls as f- as long as Kansas City doesn't fall apart. What part of that interests you? There's no Chicago Cubs in this. There's no Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016 in this, right? You know, I bring up the point, you know, people say, oh, but you're so interested in LeBron going to the finals. He goes to the finals every year. Yeah, but there's something for LeBron to chase. Okay. We talk about MJ and, and LeBron every single day. Every day we talk about who's the goat, MJ or LeBron. And LeBron is constantly trying to chase MJ's rings. There's something for LeBron to chase. There's nothing for Tom Brady to chase anymore. I don't think there's really anything for Patrick Mahomes to chase. Okay. Maybe eventually we get to a point where Patrick Mahomes is chasing Brady. He's not there yet. He's not even close to that yet. The guy's career just started. So the two Goliaths of the NFL, sorry, I'll pass. And I also tweeted yesterday and look, I get, I get told a lot that I hate Tom Brady and you know, (laughs) I joke around sometimes and I say, oh yeah, and I absolutely do. I got nothing against Tom Brady. I got nothing against Tom Brady personally. I'm just tired of seeing him win all the time, (laughs) right? I think a lot of people are. I'm tired of seeing a guy win. I hate watching him be victorious while everybody else tries so hard and they can't get past him. I guess that's why people call him the GOAT, right? Because they, no matter what, they can try everything they can. They can't beat him. And look, at some point, it doesn't become luck, right? That's what my dad told me yesterday. My dad said, look, at some time, at some point, you just keep winning and winning and winning and winning, and then it's not luck anymore. And I get that perspective. But at the same time, man, oh, man, did he get lucky over the past three weeks. That Tampa Bay defense caused six turnovers in three games. <laughs> six turnovers in three games. Tom Brady's stats this postseason are not amazing. Okay, his completion percentage in the last three games is 55%, 54.5, 55.5. He threw three interceptions yesterday. His quarter, Tom Brady's quarterback rating yesterday was 73.8. Boy, doesn't it seem like he gets away with way more. Way, way, way more that you and I could never get away with. Because we're Buffalo. We're Green Bay. We're not Tom Brady. We're not Patrick Mahomes. So, like I said, I tweeted yesterday. Congratulations, Tom Brady. The NFL will be way better without you. Okay. Let us shift to some comments that Aaron Rodgers made yesterday after he lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden, uncertain about his future. <laughs> um, you know, it's very interesting, the fact that he, uh, that he brought this up because, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people have felt this way for a long time in the media uh, or, or not even in the media, but on social media, just us as fans, right? I would say, God, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Aaron Rodgers is very Hollywood. He's very, like, he's cool guy. He's not, you know. Rough and tough in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like that's that's not who he is. It's not Aaron Rodgers. So we always thought that it was an odd fit, Green Bay and and Aaron. But you know, the cool part about it was, is that Aaron brought stability to that franchise, uh, and he kind of continued the great quarterback trend, right? With Bart Starr and Brett Favre. Now it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, like that was the cool part. And Aaron Rodgers is certainly great. And he said yesterday, you know, it, it, it's it's tough because, you know, uh, it, our futures are really uncertain. A lot of the guys on these teams, we very uncertain futures, myself included, you know, and there was a tone in his voice that was just like, oh, God, I don't know. Now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere because I don't see that. Like, what are the, what is Green Bay going to do? What, what are they going to do? Trade him? Are they going to cut him? Like, if, if Green Bay cuts Aaron Rodgers, they save $5 million. Like, they're paying him thirty four. Like, come on. The, there's no point in cutting Aaron Rodgers. There's no point in trading Aaron Rodgers. Now, now again, like, they, they drafted Jordan Love in the first round of this past year's draft. And a lot of people called uh, saw that as a surprise. I didn't because I predicted it. But a lot of people said, like, man, the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round? And then Aaron Rodgers goes out and wins MVP. Okay, Jordan Love, you got to keep in mind, Jordan Love didn't dress this year. It's not like he didn't play. Jordan Love wasn't even Aaron's backup this year. The, The Packers had absolutely zero interest in playing Jordan Love at all this year. Zero interest. He's not a threat right now. The Packers are not in their right mind going to move to Jordan Love after Aaron Rodgers had a season where he led the league in completion percentage with 70.7 and led the league in touchdown passes with 48 and led the league in quarterback rating with 121 and a half. Aaron Rodgers is going to run away with the MVP award. Okay, he's 37 years old. He is going to run away with the MVP award. Packers aren't moving off him. Right? Packers are not moving off him no matter what. So maybe it's just fear. And maybe this is the other part of it. Maybe Aaron will ask for a trade. Maybe Aaron's just like, you know what, guys? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of having, like, Devontae be my only wide receiver, meaning Devontae Adams, right? I'm tired of... I Look, I honestly, the way that I saw it, it was a call for help. It was saying, look, my, I, I didn't even know what my future's like. You know, like, I, I'm just so sick of it you know, he lost to Brady again, and I'm sure that there's a little bit of disappointment and depression and everything like that with, uh, with, with that press conference and those comments and everything like that. There's gotta be something behind that, right? Of course there is the, you know, look, I I don't even know if I could take this anymore, right? You get the feeling that Tom Brady almost drove him out of the sport. (laughs) You know, maybe it was, I I'd like to, you know, again, I don't think it is a crazy possibility um, and I don't think it's likely, but you know, maybe that was Aaron Rodgers saying, God, you know what? Like <laughs> screw this whole football thing. Like I'm just, it stresses me out. My body hurts. I'm getting older. Like, geez, I'm not married yet. I don't have any kids. Like I'm just, you know, maybe it's time to start a life. You know what I mean? Like maybe Aaron Rodgers was thinking about retiring. You know, but like I said, I don't think that's likely, but I do think it's a possibility, but here's the moral of the story. Aaron's not going anywhere. Aaron's not going, is not leaving Green Bay. I don't think he asked for a trade. I don't think that Green Bay gets rid of him. I don't think that there's a likely possibility. It's Aaron freaking (laughs) Rodgers. Can we, can we be honest about that for a second? It's Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's getting (laughs) Packers aren't getting rid of him. See the season he just had? Seriously, that game yesterday was not Aaron Rodgers' fault. And you can say again that, you know, Aaron didn't pull through when he needed to pull through. Okay. But if I had told you that one quarterback was 33 of 48, that's a 68.75% completion percentage. That's good for 346 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick with a 101.6 quarterback rating. And then the other quarterback had 20 for 36. That's 55.5% completion percentage for 280 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 73.8 quarterback rating. If I were to tell you which one of those quarterbacks won, you'd say, oh boy, the guy had 300 yards, three touchdowns, 101.6. That's insane. Oh no, he lost. It was actually the other guy. (laughs) Funny how that works, huh? Funny how that works. It almost makes you feel like, football's a team sport. Anyway, um, you know, I just like, what would the Packers do? They, they, they're, they're going to dump him. They're going to cut him. They're going to save themselves, themselves 5 million bucks. They're going to move off of Aaron Rodgers the, after probably his best season of all time. No, no, but like I said, I think Aaron, you know, there, there might've been something behind it of, Look, Aaron needs help at wide receiver, right? Marquez Valdez, Scantling, had a pretty decent day yesterday. Alan Lazard's okay. Uh, Devontae Adams is amazing, and we get that. But, you know, having another really naturally talented wide receiver, I, I, again, it's not like the Packers don't have assets. Take a first-round pick in a draft that is loaded at wide receiver and draft one. Draft two, Okay. Draft two wide receiver, two playmakers. Like, you just lost to Tom Brady's Buccaneers, and they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. I mean, they, they are loaded at wide receiver. Antonio Brown didn't even play yesterday, and Tom Brady had better wide receivers. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Aaron's saying, look, <laughs> I got Devonte, and he's incredible, but outside of that, I got a bunch of guys that I got to throw open. I got a bunch of guys that that don't get open for me. That, why do you think I was holding on to the ball so long? Because I'm not throwing it into a tight window with this defense guarding me. Right? I, for a guy that I got to throw open. Guys like Equinemius St. Brown. I mean, that was that ball was in his hands on the two point conversion. And he dropped it. Like Aaron Rodgers could not have thrown that ball more perfect. Seriously, Aaron Rodgers threw that was teed up for Equinemia St. Brown to just bring in nice and it's it's pitch and catch. Okay. It's playing and catch and practice. That was that throw. And Equinemia St. Brown couldn't come down with it. That's what Aaron Rodgers is working with a wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams. Isn't that crazy? Okay, the Packers have gone so long with just saying, you know what? Aaron Rodgers can just do this by himself. He's Aaron Rodgers, man. We're paying him this much money. We got like dude, spend a draft pick on a wide receiver. Get him somebody talented. You don't even need to like, look, you don't need to draft the next Justin Jefferson, right? Who, who was amazing this year. Okay. Just draft a wide receiver that is naturally gifted. Get him a first-round talent wide receiver and watch him explode even more. Watch him explode even more. Like, you think, I I think Aaron's frustrated, absolutely. Listen, there's a small market team with no owner and they've pretty much said Aaron can handle the offense and we're going to spend everything we can on defense. I tweeted yesterday, too. I've never seen a team, I've never seen a team spend more money, draft picks, assets on one side of the football and have it not turn out to be good. The Packers defense, I mean, they paid Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark is there. They drafted Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage. I mean, like they went all out on defense, literally all out on defense. Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, okay, Channon Sullivan. Like, they've got all of these guys on defense. How are they not good? How is the Green Bay defense not amazing? Like, uh, spending money on Adrian Amos. Like, how are they not incredible? It, it blows my mind. And yet the offense, again, d- there's some talented players on there. Aaron Jones a solid running back. Devontae Adams, obviously, like I've said again, Is an amazing wide receiver. Outside of that, what do they got? Robert Tanyan. Okay, Robert Tanyan became the number one tight end. How many times do you think Aaron threw him open? Marquez Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard, Equinamia, St. Brown. Any of these guys really ringing your bell? Or any of these guys really making your eyes pop on screen? No. Okay, no, of course not. Jamal Williams. Oh, yeah, he's exciting. There's no playmakers. Outside of Devontae Adams, there's no real playmakers on Green Bay's offense. Tampa Bay's offense has a ton of them. Like, literally all of them. Stop pulling my leg. (laughs) Jeez. But, yes, I do think Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's frustrated. Would you not be? If you were in Aaron Rodgers' position, God, like, (laughs) your defense was terrible in the first half. Your defense was terrible in the first half. Okay, you had wide receivers that couldn't get open. Your offensive line couldn't block anybody. David Bakhtiari, your starting left tackle, uh, was hurt. So Billy Turner, your backup left tackle, couldn't block a single person. Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times yesterday. Wouldn't you be frustrated? Especially after losing to Brady again. That's where all this comes from. And I think that's pretty simple to see. Uh, okay. Before we move on, I do want to remind you, okay, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Okay, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page, it'll be right there. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state that's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Okay, sign up, instantly receive an account deposit match. Thousand bucks, uh hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. Okay. counter deposit metro or risk-free bet. Hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. Make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists. It's that easy. Again, thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Um, okay, so uh for the first half hour of the show, we've we've touched a lot on um the Buccaneers and the Packers, the NFC championship game. And I do think that that was the more interesting game yesterday. It was the closer game. Um, and it had the two quarterbacks. It had a quarterback matchup that was really, really riveting, right? Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Like that is an incredible quarterback matchup. Both of these guys, without a doubt, first ballot hall of famers, some of the best quarterbacks to ever play. I mean, Really, really, really exciting football game yesterday in the NFC Championship game. But now I want to move to the AFC a little bit. Okay, this was the game with two spring chickens that are, are again, like I said, they they are young. They're really naturally talented. They do really athletic things. Okay, the, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now, the reality of yesterday is Josh Allen did not play well. Uh, Josh Allen, I, I, I th- let's be honest. Josh Allen kind of crumbled under the pressure. He did 28 of 48 for 287 yards, two touchdowns and a pick again, like that's not an awful day, but it certainly isn't a good enough day in the playoffs, right? He had trouble connecting with Stefan Diggs all day. Stefan Diggs only had six catches for 77 yards after the year that Stefan Diggs had. That's not the day that you expect. Uh, and this is a Kansas city defense. That's good. Not great. You know, you were expecting a lot more out of the Buffalo Bills yesterday. They that was one of the worst games that they've played, um, at least closer to this point in the season, right? Josh, that was Josh Allen's worst quarterback rating since since week fourteen against Pittsburgh. Okay, and they ended up winning that game. Okay, Buffalo hasn't lost a game since the Hale Murray in week ten, so we're not used to Buffalo losing games like this. But Josh Allen did not play well, an 80.8 quarterback rating. Patrick Mahomes was sensational yesterday, virtually perfect. 127.6 quarterback rating yesterday for Mahomes. 29-38 to 38 for 325 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Patrick Mahomes, who was supposed to be not 100%, coming off concussion protocol, they announced the he had turf toe uh, b- uh, before the game. He wasn't supposed to be hundred percent. It certainly didn't look like it, <laughs> man. It was unbelievable yesterday. The guy was unbelievable. So I do find it amazing that that's the thing that we got. So here's the thing. Um, I, I think that people are being misled. Um, and this is part of the reason why I am heartbroken for, Buffalo Bills fans today because I think this was your best chance. Again, I don't want to tell you that your franchise is screwed. I don't Um, because you know, you certainly have at least somewhat of a future with Josh Allen. You do. Um, He's really good. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. Uh, He made drastic improvements this year as far as accuracy, decision-making, Uh, Josh Allen was a completely different player this year than he has been the last two years. I mean, just a completely different player. Um, So you do have that right. But I kept hearing yesterday, you know, uh, the Bills, man, uh, look, uh, to Bills Nation and everything like that, to Bills Mafia, you, that your team's got a bright future, man. You know, this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning of the road. I'm going to make a prediction today, and this could change. I don't think that Buffalo will win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. And it's not because Josh Allen isn't good. It's because your window with a young quarterback, unless you are otherworldly, like Patrick Mahomes, or like Russell Wilson, or like, unless you're somebody like that. And Josh Allen could be that. Okay, Josh Allen certainly shows glimpses of that. Your Super Bowl window is not nearly as big as you think it is. Your Super Bowl window is your first contract with a young quarterback. I've come to that conclusion. After observing the NFL for a few years now, right? For as much as I can honestly say that I've observed it, the teams that pay their young quarterbacks a ton of money don't win. The Buffalo Bills are going to have to come to a realization that Josh Allen. If he continues playing like this, okay, he has two more years. Josh Allen has two more years of his rookie contract. Unless the Bills can win a Super Bowl in the next two years, I'm not sure that their window extends beyond that. Because what happens when you have to pay Josh Allen $40 million? What happens when you have to give Josh Allen a massive contract? Because you obviously can't let him go. When you got to give Josh Allen 40 million bucks, what happens? What happens? Your roster goes gradually away. It'll dwindle away a little bit. And that's just going to be the end of the story. Again, Buffalo is not a team that has a holeless roster either. Okay. This is a team that still has holes. I still think that they could use another pass rusher. Their defense is really good. I still think they could use another pass rusher. I still think that they could use some help in the running game. It, this is not a game. This is not a team that has a flawless roster. Maybe another younger wide receiver. They got Diggs and they got Gabriel Davis, and that's all confining good. But John Brown and Cole Beasley have been in this league for a long time. Maybe get another one in there just so you can freshen up a little bit. You know, maybe there's a hole on the offensive line that you can fill. And with that, you're going to have more holes. Once you pay your guys, once you just got to start paying people, that's when, you know, that's when things start to fall apart because you're going to have a quarterback that's really expensive. And your roster is not going to be able to stay intact. Buffalo's got to kill the draft. They got to kill with the cheap free agents. I mean, there's a lot more things that have to go right. Right by the way, too, you're Buffalo. You are Buffalo. It is not like, like you're not Los Angeles. You're not a really desirable place to play. You're not Dallas. Okay. You're not somebody like you're, you're not in a warm weather city. You're not Miami. You're not, you're, 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 you're nothing like that. You're not really an attractive destination. I love your fan base. I love your stadium. I love, I love the culture. I love everything. But Buffalo, man, and I got family in Buffalo. I do. I got family in Buffalo. But if I didn't have family in Buffalo, why the hell would I go there? Why the hell would I go there? And that's not an insult, but that's a reality. There's a lot more places to play than Buffalo. And not a huge market. There's not a lot of popularity. I mean, sure, there aren't very many Buffalo Bills with massive endorsement deals, if you know what I'm saying. It's a lot harder for Buffalo to succeed than other teams. It's a lot harder for Buffalo to succeed than Dallas. It's a lot harder for Buffalo to succeed than teams like New England and teams like, again, Pittsburgh and Baltimore and, you know, these, uh, you know, the Rams, the Chargers. I mean, they're going to become attractive destinations. San Francisco. I mean, the Raiders are going to climb up there now. Vegas is a hot spot. It's a lot harder for Buffalo to succeed. I think this was your best chance. And like I said, this is why I'm heartbroken because, God, it just, I hate that Patrick Mahomes and the juggernaut Chiefs came and stole that away. But I do think that this was your best chance. And again, I could be wrong on this. The Bills, they're going to play in a pretty weak division. The Patriots are not going to be very good. I don't think the Jets are going to be very good for at least the next couple of years. You know, Miami, I guess, is a threat to you, but if Tua can't figure it out, then they're not really a threat either. Buffalo should have control of the, uh, of the division for a while, but you know, so they might make the playoffs, but you know, getting through the playoffs is really hard, unless you're Tom Brady, then, you know, it's pretty easy. <laughs> so, but I, I wouldn't go ahead and, you know, falsely encourage the Bills fan base by saying, boy, what a bright future they have. This is only the beginning. It really isn't the beginning. It's actually getting close to the end. You know, you're going to have Josh Allen for a long time. You're going to re-sign him and he's going to be your quarterback and there's going to be some faith and everything like that. You might make the playoffs a couple of times, but the reality is, is that you're going to pay Josh Allen 40 million bucks. He's not a $40 million quarterback, at least not yet. He could be, but at least not yet. And you're going to lose a bunch of guys on this roster, and it's going to hurt because, I mean, that's a lot of people that you got to support. A lot of people. So, I'm rooting hard for the Bills. I really am. I, am. I am rooting hard for them. But, boy, does it get really tough to, you know, have success when you're paying a quarterback 40 million bucks. And that's what they're going to have to do with Josh Allen a shame. Uh, all right. So let's take a break from playoff football for a minute. Uh, let's get into, um, Deshaun Watson, uh, and Deshaun Watson, you know, we've been talking about him for a while now. And, uh, I think that the Texans should absolutely let him go, but there was a way, there was a way I didn't look at this. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson is getting paid $39 million a year. That is a crap ton of money. And, you know, we could argue whether or not he's worth it or not. I think he's incredibly good. Again, the, even for somebody like Deshaun Watson, uh, that's a ton of money. That is a ton of money, $39 million a year. Uh, Led the league in passing yards this year. He had threw for over 4,800 yards. That's incredible. Um, You know, it's just, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for Deshaun Watson. Um and it's, all, it's, just, it's not even that it's just a lot of money for Deshaun Watson. It's a lot of money for a quarterback period. Um, but, uh, the report came out that Deshaun Watson, it doesn't really matter who the Houston Texans hire as their next head coach. It could be Eric Bieniemy. It could be Brian Dable. It could be, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Um, the reality is, is that Deshaun Watson wants out, regardless of who the new head coach would be. It, it, he's done. He he wants nothing to do with the Texans anymore. And it's pretty clear. Um, so that's why I made the prediction that I don't think Deshaun Watson is in a Houston Texans uniform by draft night. I don't, I think he gets traded before then. Um, I, I just, you know, and I get it. You know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, like, oh, Deshaun Watson needs to grow up. He doesn't do, you know, he doesn't have a right to be this upset. Normally I'd agree. But this is a little different, okay? It depends on if you're front, like, once your front office ma- uh, starts making promises and they don't fulfill those promises, and that's not like, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, and then it doesn't come true. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, in Deshaun Watson's case where the Texans legitimately said, they said, look, Deshaun, we're going to keep you in the loop on the... GM hiring, right? They fired Bill O'Brien. They needed a new GM and the Texans said, Hey, Deshaun, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to be involved. Deshaun's like, okay, cool. I mean, we're going to, we're going to hire the right guy. And then they hire Nick Casario without Deshaun Watson's knowledge. And Deshaun Watson got pissed at, uh, I thought you said I was going to be in the loop here, guys. Well, you know, Nick was right there, and we felt that we needed to pull it away. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. You said that I was going to be in the loop. That's what you said. You said I was going to be. This is what Deshaun Watson's saying. You said that I was going to be in the loop. And the Texans deliberately didn't put him in the loop. I mean, I think that that's pretty simple. I do. Um. You know, like if, if it were a situation where, you know, they they didn't tell Deshaun Watson that and, you know, he's getting upset anyway, then I'd say, okay, look, Deshaun, grow up. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Now I get it. Once you start making promises and you don't fulfill them. That's when you have an issue. Okay. It's just like in anything else. Like if, if you're working for a company, okay, if you're working for a company and they say, listen, Mike, you are going to be the next partner. We are going to make you partner at the firm. We are that we promise that we are going to give you this and you're going to get, you know, these benefits. And that, that, wow, great. And then time comes around and, well, they don't do that. I think you have every right to be not only upset, but you have a right to look for other job opportunities. They broke a promise. How can you trust them? How can you trust them? I think it's perfectly understandable if you leave. Now, I think it's different if, let's say, the company says you know goes down to the bullpen or whatever they wherever the hell you work, right? And they say, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We got room for one promotion. <laughs> we're gonna have interviews. We're gonna have all that stuff. We're gonna get you know we're gonna we're looking for a new something." A new director of whatever. They don't make any promises. They're just saying, hey, look, we're throwing it out there. You want to interview for the job? Go for it. And they don't hire you. You really thought that you should have gotten the job and they don't hire you. I don't think you have a right to quit. I don't think you have a right to be upset about it. But I do think that you have a right to try to prove them wrong. Absolutely. This is not Deshaun Watson's case. What is Deshaun Watson trying to prove? That he should have been made the that he should have been involved with the GM hire. It's nothing football related. The Texans ruined his trust. They ruined it. They said, you know, Deshaun, screw that. We're just gonna hire Nick Casario because we feel like it. And Deshaun Watson said, uh, that's not cool. That's not cool. You said you were going to tell me, so I don't blame Deshaun Watson for being upset, but you know, the way that I thought about this was this actually might not be the worst thing in the world for Houston. I mean, losing Deshaun Watson sucks, but maybe it's not as bad as we think. Like I said, $39 million for one player is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. They can find a way to get Deshaun Watson's contract off the books. It's a fresh start. You know, you trade him to the Jets. You get Sam Darnold in return. You get a bunch of draft picks. You start over. You know, you trade him to Miami. You get Tua in return. You get a bunch of draft picks. You start over. Something like that, right? I mean, that would make sense to me. It would. It would make sense to me. But. You know, like I said, it's it's gonna. T- people are just gonna say, "Well, look, I, I mean, you can't, you just you can't just trade Deshaun Watson." I mean, that's crazy. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. If, if there's a guy that just that wants absolutely nothing to do with your franchise, there's literally nothing you can do to mend the relationship. There isn't anything that you can do. You traded away his best wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. You hired a GM. Without his insight, even though you told him that you would give it to him. I mean, you really botched this relationship. So, what do you have to do? You have to capitalize on the relationship that you botched. Get something before you get nothing. Seriously. Deshaun Watson would hold out. He would hold out. Trade him. He wants nothing to do with your organization. Capitalize on it and view it again. As an opportunity to start over. Okay, you can draft another quarterback. You're going to be terrible without Deshaun Watson, so you're going to get a pretty high draft pick, right? Well, once you're done giving draft picks away to the Miami Dolphins, (laughs) you could you could start bringing in some talent. I say trade Deshaun Watson view it as, all right, we just got $39 million a year off the books. We can start over. We can build this roster. You could start completely fresh in Houston because like I said, Deshaun Watson wants absolutely nothing to do with you. And he's he's not hiding it. Deshaun Watson is not hiding the fact that he wants nothing to do with you. He has literally said, that it doesn't matter the coach that they hire. I don't want to play here. And he hasn't, if there's been a report that he's that he said something negative, he hasn't come out and refuted it. Has he not? He's done. So the Texans should move on. I know it'll hurt originally. It will, but the best thing to do for the Texans organization is to move on right now. Uh okay. So uh our Super Bowl is set. Uh so no more Buffalo Bills, no more Green Bay Packers. Uh the Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God, it feels personal. <laughs> Doesn't it? It feels really personal. I was slamming Tom Brady all year and you know what he said? He said, "You know what, Guido? i have had enough of your yapping about how much I'm not that good anymore and all of that stuff." I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to blow my way through the playoffs. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. How about that? How about them apples? That's what he's going to tell me. It feels personal. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed off. I'm kind of pissed off a little bit because man, I like, I, I don't like this, you know, and I don't mind being wrong and everything like that, but this just feels personal. It really does. I spent all year saying that Tampa Bay not a Super Bowl team. And listen, it's my fault because I failed to take into account. I failed to take into account that, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady and, um, you know, he just has this sort of luck with the playoffs. So I'm going to restate what I was saying before. Uh, and I mean it, I, this is not, you know, me trying to be a shock jocker. And I, I mean this. I, I genuinely, like, you can ask anybody that I'm related to. You can ask my dad. You can ask my fiance. You can ask my friends that are going to be at my Super Bowl party. Okay. I'm not going to be that invested. I'm not going to be, I'll eat the food. I'll drink the beer. I'll hang out with my buddies. But, you know, I'll sit on the couch in front of the TV. I'll scroll on my phone. I have no interest in paying close attention to this Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'll look at the box score and everything like that. I've I looked. I've looked at every single box score of every single game this NFL year. This will this won't change. I will. I'll look at the box score of the Super Bowl, but don't expect me to participate in the game. Don't ask. Don't tell. You know. Don't expect me to, you know, give away my free time on a Sunday. To watch a game that I really don't have any interest in watching, and like I said, I said this at the beginning of the show, I am not trying to tell you that you shouldn't watch. I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't watch. I'm telling you why I'm not. And listen, we can talk about the Super Bowl, and we could talk about the you know the legacy of who wins and everything, right? Whether Mahomes will beat Brady, he'll dethrone the king and. You know all that stuff, or Brady just he continues his seventh Super Bowl. I, again, like imagine being in my position. Regardless of the outcome on the following Monday of Super Bowl Sunday. What's my lead topic? Like, what's what's the interesting part? You know, I've never been a huge fan of you know breaking down games and you know the, why this team won and why this. Like, I've never been really interested in. Like raw game analysis, I like stories. You know, I I, I like story. I like angles. I, I like these different things. I like legacy. I like I, I, I like talking about these things because I think that's what people genuinely care about. You know, I, I I don't think people real like people forget about the 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 messed up third down call that screwed this team over and this like people have a short memory when it comes to that people will remember Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes going to the Super Bowl. And I will, and I honestly, I hope my listeners know, and I hope that my listeners remember that I am not going to watch. I will be with you Monday and Friday from two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern, and we'll talk football and we'll talk draft stuff and we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about everything. We'll do all that fun stuff. I'm not going to watch Super Bowl. Like I said, I'll talk about it the following Monday. I'll talk about it. Nothing wrong with that. I'll talk about it on Monday. But do not expect me to be wholeheartedly invested or anything like that. Because, like I said, there's no interest in Goliath versus Goliath for me. There just isn't. So, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs going to your second straight Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes going to your second straight Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I'm going to give away my pick. I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl um, because I just, I can't, they keep proving me, That they, they keep, like I said, it's personal. <laughs> they keep proving me wrong in that instance. So I'm going to take the Bucs in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Tom Brady on going to his 10th. Uh, and again, We'll discuss it up until then, but just letting you know, again, I am not going to watch the Super Bowl this year. So, with that, that's Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Yours truly, Mike Guido here with you. Again, we'll see you on Friday.